Happy New Year! This is my first episode of What Alex Says in this new decade. So I'm gonna just start the year off real popping like. Like, I have a topic that has been on my head and heart for a minute, and hopefully, you enjoy. So, let me go ahead and get my introduction out the way in case it's your first time listening. What's up? My name is Alex. This is What Alex Says, a podcast where I be saying stuff, period, point, and blank. All right. Today, I will be talking about my exact demographic, all right? So black women, we're so lit, we're so beautiful, it's hard to deny. Every time I see us like on my timeline or just like in my explore feed or anywhere on the internet, I'm like, wow, we're so bomb. Like I just saw a picture of Felicia Rashad. She's like 70 and looking cute, like Angela Bassett, cute. I could just go on and on. I can go all the way down to, you know, us as teenagers popping right about now. So we look beautiful. We're style influencers. Our hair is so versatile. People want to, I don't know, bite and, and look like us or whatever. Um, but that's not what this episode is about. We could talk about that later. Today, I want to talk about how I guess like black women are handling our business and how we are attempting to level up in today's society. So that's kind of what my topic is about haven't necessarily decided on the title for this particular episode, but I think it's going to be about women's empowerment events, kind of. It depends on how this stuff flows out of my head. I'll start with just a simple observation that I've made. A lot of women I know are starting businesses. They've had businesses for a while. They are growing their businesses or they intend to start a business in 2020. And I think that is all good and that is great. And I would like to share this statistic that I first became aware of in like a Forbes article from 2018, but they got the information from like some state of the women owned business report or something of the sort. So the statistic states that the number of women-owned businesses grew 58% from 2007 to 2018, but the number of firms owned by black women grew at nearly three times that rate, and so it grew by 164%. So basically what that means is that black women are starting businesses out here in these streets. They're not playing no games, right? So in 2018, there were approximately 2.4 million African-American women-owned businesses, and that number has only grown since then because that was as of 2018, it's 2020. You and I both know plenty of people who have started lash businesses, uh, you know, branding businesses and all of that. But I want to point out that just because we have all these businesses don't mean we're making all the monies, okay? It doesn't mean everyone is secure in the bag because it's really hard for black women to get funding, especially if you're trying to like crowdsource and whatnot, or if you're in the tech world, the tech space is more difficult for black women to secure funding. And that same article says that black women owned businesses, the average revenue is lower than those of others. So there's this revenue lag that we have. And I don't know, it's unfortunate, but I I guess I, yeah, it's just unfortunate. Like, I don't, there's no other way to put it. So we attend all these events and we do, we go above and beyond to try to like empower ourselves and educate ourselves to hopefully secure the bag. And that's what I think a lot of me and a lot of the people I know are trying to do. Um, So even if, even with this revenue lag and us not, you know, making as much money 
on average, as our peers, we are still more ambitious than our male counterparts. So in fact, we are the only racial or ethnic group that has more business ownership than our male peers. So black women definitely surpass black men in their entrepreneurial efforts, but for every other racial and ethnic group, that is not the case. The men are the ones leading the women in that category. And I think that's super duper interesting. And so that's kind of what I want to explore today. I just wonder why, right? Like as black women, is independence required? Um, Are men not dependable? Those are two questions I kind of want to ask because I don't know that I think about them a lot, right? I think about a lot of our upbringing and how, I don't know if you, especially if you're raised in like a single parent household, you may grow up to know, or if, if your mom raised you, you may grow up having this image of a strong woman and you just feeling like you have to be that. And the same thing goes for like, Black men who were raised in single parent households, raised by a mother, like they also grow up and have this ideal or these ideas, I don't know, these thoughts. I don't know how to really verbalize it right now. But I do want to pay or shine light on this tweet that I recently read from this man who I follow. And it made me feel away. So he basically said, I didn't marry my wife because she was fine. I married her because she grew up with a father. And I'm like, wait, what? So um, <laughs> when I saw the tweet, it just it was just like I said, it made me feel away because it's just like, how dare you? You know, but I also have to, I guess I can say he has a point and I'll elaborate that on that in just a moment. But there were a lot of people saying, like agreeing with him and identifying with what he said, basically saying like a woman who did not grow up with a father in the household could never be wifey, so to speak. And I think they're ignorant. Let's be very clear for publicly putting something out like that because the number of women and men who grow up without a father in the household household is astounding. So at this point, you're like, basically saying your dating pool is so exclusive, right? But I think it's important to note that like women or girls for that matter, they don't choose to have absentee fathers and neither do the sons who grow up without fathers. But when I said he had a point, I was thinking the reason I was able to identify is because I remember a conversation I had with, with a friend and she was saying that like, in dating men, if she had a choice, she would prefer, of course, a man who grew up with his dad in the household, just because she notices that there are differences in how, you know, men who grew up with the dad treat her versus men who didn't, right? And I think of all the just experiences that I've had dating or or whatever, but just because a dad was in the household doesn't mean he gave a man a good example, right? To to grow up with and live by. So I want to be very clear when I say that. But I do notice like the idea of providing for a woman can be very difficult for a man who's never seen a woman be provided for. It can be difficult for him to like come to terms with. So prime example, there's someone I I know and am related to. They had a baby with a young lady and 
things seem to be going smoothly, but of course, babies cost money, life costs money, rent, bills, all of the above. And this gentleman, he felt away. Like he doesn't like being a provider or having an additional dependent, as he puts it, for this woman. And so they're kind of falling out of love, so to speak, because of these financial issues and obligations. And he would prefer for her to kind of be more of an equal 50-50 type of partner. And I'm trying to explain to him, like, sir, you, you're treating her like a roommate. And, and I don't really think that wives should be that or a girlfriend should be your roommate. But that's just my personal opinion. However, people choose to like have their personal finances, you know, divvied up and split up between their household is, is their business. But I know personally, like, I don't think a man should want to be with me if he thinks I'm about to go 50 50 on everything. Like that's, that's not for me. There's sometimes that I'm going to pay more and there's sometimes that you are, but don't ever look at me like, Hey, we're to do. I need you have. Cause, cause that's, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to go in on that, but I do want to just, uh, see, I feel like I'm about to start rambling. Right. But I just want to point out that like how people are raised or the experiences they had as children kind of make them grow up and become the type of people they become basically. Right. And I think that a lot of us black people in general, we grow up, we grow up seeing a strong black woman. We see a woman who gets it done. Like me, for example, I know my mom didn't have like a whole lot of money growing up, but I never, I don't have too many stories that I can think of, of just feeling defeated. You know what I mean? I felt like I don't know. Maybe I just feel like I personally can get it done on my own at some some way, somehow it's going to have to happen. But I am sick of the strong black woman narrative. Right. So I don't want to have to be strong all the time. Not necessarily saying I want to be weak, but it would be nice to feel taken care of or like I don't have to worry about certain things. But unfortunately, the way people are living their lives, um, they kind of make it for so that like some of us have to feel like we have to be strong or make us feel like we have to be strong. So recently they were talking about the Black Men Don't Cheat movement on this show called The Real. It's like a daytime talk television show. I do not watch it often. One, because I got I got to go to work. And two, because I, I just probably wouldn't be able to sit through an hour of those conversations. But I do catch clips from time to time. And one of the hosts, Lonnie Love... She uh, definitely had the reach of 2020 and it's only like January 10th, 11th right now, right? She said that slavery, um, she tied slavery to the reason why black men cheat. And she was saying it's because, you know, black men were taken out of the homes during slavery and that's why they're unable to like honor their families and wives (laughs) or something along those lines. Like I said, it was a reach. We cannot keep blaming slavery on every single thing. At this point, a lot of times I think black men cheat because they want to. You know what I mean? They they lack discipline. They lack morals. It could be any freaking reason, right? And black men aren't the only men cheating. But it's interesting how like that's a movement because black people just do the most sometimes. And I think that black men don't cheat movement is an example. But... Kind of going along with Lonnie's point, like there were rules for like welfare recipients that they stipulated that a man couldn't be in the house if a woman needed assistance. So that was another way to kind of push men out of the household. Um, So broken families, single mothers, they just became the norm. Uh, For me growing up, there were a lot of people I knew who didn't have a dad in the household. It was just normal. Um, 
now that I think about it, I can't really think of too many like friends I had growing up who lived in the house with a mom and dad. Uh, there were a few, but mostly it was like a lot of single mother rides. But whether the men were dead in jail, whether they were forced to stay away or they chose to leave or whatever, like whatever the case, many girls grew up watching women be strong or their mothers be strong. And if they're anything like me, they develop some kind of like, I get it on my own mentality. And that can kind of threaten men. And they don't like that. Like once you get older, it's not something that men are like looking for. Like, oh, girl, you started a business. Oh, you got it. Okay. You like, no, a lot of men are like, oh, you're doing the most, girl. And I was recently at like some event and we had a conversation and a woman kind of mentioned something along these lines. Men can get threatened by women. And so a lot of times women feel like they have to downplay their careers or their accomplishments in an attempt to kind of get a man interested and meet him. So same thing, like a lot of women are, I don't know the exact statistics, so I don't want to just like ramble at the mouth, but a lot of women are pursuing advanced degrees. And I think maybe recently men and black men are starting to catch up. I'm not sure. But so when black women are getting doctorates, like three women, okay, so this is not just me picking one friend, have told me like they worry about what kind of men they'll attract afterward, right? Like, can they find their equal? Will they feel like they're settling type of thing? Um, And I don't think they are settling. Like, just because you have a doctorate or a master's doesn't mean your partner has to have the exact same degree. But I do think your partner does need to match your, your ambition or your goals or whatever with their own. So you can't feel like you're taking care of them or forcing them to do things. But so the woman I met, was it about a week? Was it last week? It was the day after New Year's or something. So, wow, this, it was last week, but this, I feel like this month's flying by. But she too is in a doctorate program and she too believes that she has to downplay what she has going on when she's first meeting men. And it's unfortunate, but, um, I kind of want to take it here. So I think I'm going to do it. Okay. So I've personally been accused of wanting to be the man in a relationship in the past. And, I don't think, I'm trying to think, was I? I, I, I like to self-reflect and like hold myself accountable for things I've done. So there were some like instances where maybe I should have like been more receptive to him like leading in areas. But a lot of times men just want to lead because they think that's what's in the Bible, but they don't really know how to lead. So like, let's, let's call a spade a spade, right? So um, not every man needs to lead um, every single thing in a relationship. Like, that's just my 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 personal opinion. I'm stuttering on this one, honey, because I'm giving y'all personal business. <laughs> but maybe I didn't know how to let this man lead, or maybe he wasn't accustomed to dealing with a woman with an alpha personality. Whatever the case may be, it just wasn't it wasn't good for certain situations that we were dealing with. But speaking of alpha personalities, I believe there's a double standard when it comes to alpha qualities and the leadership characteristics we possess. So the behaviors um, that alpha people tend to like display, they've been masculinized because people are more accustomed to seeing men take charge, be assertive and lead. But it's unfortunate because when a woman does those things, it's it's like harder for people to accept. It's easier for people to listen to and respect a man than it is for a woman for whatever reason. But that is what I have noticed, and I think a lot of other people have noticed it as well. 
It's also semi-unfortunate that like black women, we've practically been forced to take charge and be independent, right? So that kind of leads me back to the question I think I asked a moment ago was like, are our men not dependable? I think that there are a lot of really great black men, let's be clear, um, they're handling their responsibilities, taking care of their families. But I would also like to say that I know plenty of people who date black men and have been let down by them, right? Um, but um, this is not a racist. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to think, like, who do I sound like right now? Like, I love black men. They are my preference. But I feel like a lot of women have been let down in the past. And maybe we let that, like steer our actions in the future and we, we play ourselves to some extent but I do feel like women are forced to kind of be independent and we just feel like we got to do it on our own all the time and I don't think that should be the case okay we should have you know men we can depend on and we should have a, a way to strengthen our relationships with men who look like us and so that is where I am kind of going with this episode at least I think I'm trying to go ahead and transition <laughs> before I get too deep or whatever but yeah it's no secret that black people have less economic opportunities than other people but I applaud how some of us mainly the women are striving to create our own opportunities so black women are trying to elevate, we trying to, you know, get it popping and secure the bag and all that good stuff. And we're building sisterhood in the process. And so I know you've seen these type of events marketed to you. So the 2020 vision board events, I'm seeing a lot of since the beginning of the year, they look fun, they look cool. Um, I also see like a lot of like boss women conferences type of things. And basically these all fall under the umbrella of women's empowerment events, right? And I'm very selective about like which ones I go to, right? I don't want every every weekend I should not be going to a women's empowerment lunch, brunch, something. Because I mean, good Lord, how, how much we need to be empowered, my ladies. Um, at some point, we're going to need to stop taking the notes and getting all the information and actually like putting it to use, right? So yeah, all these events sound cute and everything, but like I said, I'm super selective about the ones I buy tickets to, and it's not just because I think they're money grabs, but it's because I'm sick of all the separation, right? Like, I would like an event to be co-ed. We can network with men and women alike, right? Because I never really, really see, like, people or my homeboys or people, men I know, like, oh, I'm going to this blah 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 black men events like the ones who go to events and are kind of more active and stuff they tend to be like in their 40s like what the 20s and 30 year olds doing I gotta know I gotta know so like while these women us women are leveling up like what are black men doing I'm so interested in figuring it out they cannot all be playing 2k or or rapping or doing whatever right so I'm very curious that's sounding like a very like judgmental sentence but I wasn't but I'm but I am curious like what y'all be doing please if you're a black man listening to this can you tell me what you do like in your free time for fun because I know what the women are doing we out here doing them a lot okay um so this is just food for thought like I'm really curious um if there's a way if you're a person who plans events and you do them primarily for women of color like try to have some for men as well like try to reach out to men in your community who are like doing big things to see if maybe they want to educate other men and, and all that good stuff but like I mentioned earlier like 
we're doing all this, us women are doing all this stuff and like really popping and, and trying to get stronger and everything. But I think that it's a, the, the important quote I want to share is that a woman's strength does not emasculate a man, okay? So no matter how much leveling up a lady does, she should not feel like she can't get a man because of it. And I even saw signs of this when I was teaching. Like I remember when I would ask my students, some of whom were like black little boys and girls, the girls would always have like career aspirations. Like, oh, I want to be a nurse. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a chef or whatever. And the boys, it was always, you know, basketball, football, some type of sports player. And they never really aspired to have like other careers for the most part. I'm, I'm kind of speaking generally, but... I used to be like that Denzel meme when he'd be like, damn, and slapping the table every time I would hear like a little boy saying like, oh, I'm going to play in the NFL. I'm going to play in the NBA. And he was all of four feet at the age of 13. I'm like, sir, we got to pick a new goal. But yes, I want our men to be as ambitious and have as many goals as the women. And I don't think that's too much to ask. And uh, yeah, and that's pretty much what I want to leave on, like... Like, I just want more events to be inclusive to men and women. I want black men to be just as ambitious as their female counterparts. I want everybody to want to level up and be great, right? I know everyone's not going to be or everyone can't be successful. Everyone can't win because some people just don't have it in them. But I don't know. I just wish that a lot more black women didn't feel like our dating pool was, you know, (laughs) real shallow, because of, I don't know, a lack of men, so to speak. But I don't know, this whole podcast, that's the beauty of it. I can come on here and just talk my talk and talk about what I want. But overall, the point I'm trying to make is, like I said, a woman's strength is not emasculate a man. Black women, while we leveling up, let's find ways to include the men so that, you know, we can feel like we have counterparts. That So we can feel like we're doing this as a team because there's just a whole lot of separation in the black community. And I don't like it, all right? But thank you for listening. I hope that uh, at least a portion of this rant, rant uh, touched you, made you think about something that you didn't think of before, or like you felt like you and I were having a little chit chat and you enjoyed it. So please go ahead and subscribe if you haven't. And I hope that in 2020, I explore more topics like this, not just about like black people in general, but just why are we the way we are? Oh my God, y'all. Like, I think, I think I know what I'm talking about my next episode. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to, I kind of low key in my book, I talk a lot about parenting and I know I don't have human kids, but I got some good tips, y'all. So I might share a couple little things from the little bookie book as far as parenting because this social media, I cannot imagine raising a child right now during social media times because y'all kids is doing a whole lot. But anywho, I'll save that for the next one. Black men, women, whatever color you are and you're listening to this, I appreciate you. Talk to you later. Bye.
But wait, there's more. 2020 for me will be a year of empowering and growing my finances. And a part of that will be securing sponsorships for this podcast. I have never had a sponsorship, don't even know how it works. So I need to get my practice on. So even though this episode is not sponsored by any particular body but myself, I wanted to go ahead and shine light on a product that I have been using, share it with y'all. And hopefully, how great I promote the product will inspire other brands to holler at me with a chick, all right? So, the product I want to talk about, since we're talking about women's empowering, mint, and all that good stuff, I want to empower another part of us. Let's empower our vaginas, our vagina skin, our vagina hair, all right? So, I don't know about you, if you got hair on your vagina or not, ladies and gents. Um, And men could use this too, by the way. Oh, men need to use this. So it is specifically for women, but it could be for men because y'all got pubic hair and y'all really, really need it in life. All right. So the product I want to talk about is Condition Her. It's just like you hair, shampoo, and conditioner. But instead of her, it says her, H-E-R in all caps, you know. So basically, conditioner is like a lotion. It's a moisturizing cream that moisturizes, protects, and soothes your hair down there or your skin down there. So a lot of us, we get in the shower, put our lotion, our oils on, but we really avoid that little private area. We just dry it off and put it in some undies, honey. But with conditioner, you have a product that's specifically for the skin down there. And if you have hair, it helps like soften the hair and all that good stuff. If you're waxing, it's making sure that skin is moisturized and it also helps with the pH balance. So it's a, it's all natural and like I said it's a conditioning cream. I've been using it for a while and it ain't your business what my vaginal hair and stuff vibe is, but just know it works well, okay? It makes me feel like I have a special product for my bottom half and I enjoy it. So if you are interested in checking it out, which you should, you can check them out on Instagram at condition her, H-E-R, or online at conditionher.com. And if you do check them out because of me, go ahead in the comment section and let them know. Alex sent you. All right. So that's it. That's all. How was my first little sponsorship practice vibe? I think I'm going to do this once a week because, or not once a week, but every time I come on a podcast, I want to do a fake sponsorship until I get some real ones because it's called manifestation. All right. Bye for real this time.